1: Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let it
2: rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain?
3: Make it rain.
2: Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, people, here we go on a Thursday time to make it rain. Joe Ranieri, Dane Martinez, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Can't believe it. It is August the 8th, guys. Thursday night, 2019. We got ourselves some NFL preseason football week one. Many of us all have an opportunity finally to check out our favorite teams, our favorite players and of course, we'll have an opportunity to help you make it rain on a few of these games here tonight. As we uh, will dive into, we'll break a lot of these uh, down. We'll give you the latest quarterback rotations. We'll tell you sure. who's heard, who's not heard, who's playing, who's not playing. All the information that you guys will need to make smart sports investing decisions. You have come to the right place here on Make It Rain. Of course, we'll start. With the hottest uh, team in the world right now, that being the New York Yankees. No, I'm sorry. The uh, the New York that's, Mets,
3: yeah, really.
2: uh, who once again just refuse to lose. And, uh, you know, we have been telling you all week long, and it's no secret. Uh, not like, you know, you beat up the Pirates, you beat up the White Sox, you beat up the right. Mons. Congratulations. That's good. Bottom line is you, you have to win those games. If you are going to be considered, uh, you know, anywhere even close to a wild card team, you can ill afford after spending the first, uh, you know, first half of the season mired in mediocrity, less than mediocrity, not living up to expectations. And, oh, yeah, being considered a frigging dumpster fire of an organization, which is what they were 30, 45 days ago. So you have to win (laughs) those games against the Marlins and lesser competition. However, they won last night 13 out of 14. Great. 24 out of the next 27 games for the New York Mets are going to be teams against teams that are well over 500, teams that are, uh, if not leading right there in their own division, both in the National League and the American League, Indians, Indians. Uh, come to mind out of uh, out of market, out of division. Uh, Dodgers come to mind out of market, out yeah. of division. Cubs come to mind out of market, out of division. They'll be playing as well as, of course, Atlanta, Philadelphia, and Washington. So good news, Met fans. Everybody you need to play, you're going to play. Everybody you're chasing, you're going to have an opportunity to prove to the world that you are, in fact, the real deal. You will be able to put out... Uh, all of the doubters, you'll be able to call them out and have a good time doing so. Uh, and it won't take long to figure it out. I, it really won't take long to figure it out. However, the good news again, you guys are humming along. Winning is contagious, and there's something to be said. And I had mentioned this uh, last night because we know you know Gabe's all Gabe's uh, lick a lot of Met ass uh, right now. You know Gabe's that he won a couple Mets. of bets. He loves the Mets, which is all right. But I. I Taking a step back, not having a horse in that race. I mean, yes, I'd love to see the Mets. I think it's good for baseball if the Mets make a comeback like that. I think it's great. Um, But at the same time, I also think it's actually maybe the best thing that happened to them was Brody Van Wagner making the decision from the top there. Where everybody kept got you got fights going on in the clubhouse. You've got back page stories. The Yankees are the Yankees. They're you know IBM. They're they're winning. Everyone loves the Yankees. And here we are, dumpster fire in New York Mets. And the one thing that remained constant through it all was a very level headed general manager who had a plan. Kept telling everybody, although nobody listened, like guys, we we got a plan on what we're doing. Here. Like everybody. Everyone's telling me oh, I'm going to trade this. You're going to trade this. He never said anything. What he did do is he sent a very loud message when he went out and got Stroman. And then from that point on, it sent a message, I think, to the veterans on this team because Syndergaard and DeGrom are not kids. Like Stroman's not a kid. They've got kids on this team like McNeil and like Alonzo, but they've got a nice mixture, Dane, of veterans, and young guys, and the veterans know what's at stake here, right? I mean, they're not going to get intimidated by the moment, and I think that's going to help the young guys throughout this. I like the group as it's currently constructed, and I think it had to start at the top, and I think it's starting the show.
4: Yeah. Like, but it's also showing in 20 games against sub 500 competition, sure. absolutely. Joe. you know, like, yes. And this is great, right? You can only beat who's in front of you and they've got the momentum. You know, there's something out here right now in New York, Joe. I know you're down there in Florida, but you know, the, the Mets are nine and one in their last 10, the Yankees are nine and one in their last 10. Oh, yes. There's a lot of New Yorkers betting Yankees, Mets, money line parlays in the last couple of weeks and getting paid. Right. Yes. So Yes. All that is true, Joe. All that is true. And I don't mean to be the guy because I played the same role when you were hyping up the Giants two weeks ago. I played the same role like, yeah, 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 but let's hold on. you know. And I really think that the schedule is going to be huge for the Mets. They did what they had to do. They are building momentum. And I'm going to say it right now. They are live. Okay, They are contending. They've got a shot. But the schedule gets dramatically tougher in the next stretch. You mentioned it, division leaders, but also Washington and Atlanta and Philly are on the schedule. You Mm. said it. It's all in front of them. Maybe you're right, Joe. Maybe the signal was sent for them to get Strowman and like almost snatch him away from Big Brother in the Bronx, right? Yeah. I can see that. I can see all that momentum. But let me tell you something. It's a little bit different when you're going to be facing Soroka and Acuna and Alves as opposed to you know Yamamoto and Sterling mm-hmm. Castro. It just is, right? But on the input side of things. They've got those four starters. They've got, you know, McNeil hitting 340. They've got Alonzo with 20-some-odd homers. They've got it going. Um, So, yes, and I think they are in better position than, say, the Brewers or, say, the Diamondbacks who are in there. And the Diamondbacks just sold Zach Greinke. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? But to think that they're going to maintain this, like, 850-ball pace is a little crazy. What is real— in my opinion, is that there are six or seven teams in the National League within, like, four games of each other, and those seven teams are fighting for two spots. So regardless of if the Giants went in their last 20 games or the Mets in their last 20 games, from here on out, the last Mm. 45 to 50 games, it's out of those six teams... Who's going to be playing the best? And they play each other a bunch. So it is all out in front of them, Joe. The question is, are they just beating up on worst competition? Or will they keep the momentum and the positive feelings going when they start to step up in class over the next few weeks?
2: Yeah, well, it's uh, it won't take long to figure it out. But things are certainly moving in the right direction. The direction Absolutely. many people didn't see uh, was even possible. 30 days ago. It's why you got to love major league baseball. So like it rain, let's do it.
5: To get your complimentary bottle, text youth to 321321. That's Y O U T H to 321321.
6: If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call one 800 CarMats, WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America.
2: back in on a Thursday here. Make it rain. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. He is Dane Martinez. And I am Derwin Airey. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Kind of put it in perspective here. What the Mets are doing and where they've got to go. Having won, you know, 13 uh, games now here. 13 out of 14 games. They just, they appear they don't want to lose. They were minus 200 favorites yesterday. They beat Miami. With their number fifth starter and Steven Matz got run support, cruised along, very easy seven two. They got home runs from the young guys. That Alonzo's getting closing in on forty home runs. It, everything is clicking for the Mets. Thirteen and one in their last fourteen. Nineteen and five in their last twenty four. They are now three games over five hundred fifty eight and uh, what fifty six here or fifty nine to fifty six. Yep. Yeah, they uh that's just two below their high watermark of the year of uh five games over. That happened on April twelfth, by the way, if you guys right. can even remember that. They were nine and four to start. Well, like the seven season. and two. That, yeah, there yeah you go. that was the last time. Now, uh again, keep in mind Miami's one and eight in its last nine, six and fourteen in their last twenty, eight and seventeen in the last twenty-five. So not like they're beating up the best competition, but like we told you. The Mets are about to play 24 of their next 27 games against current either contenders or guys that are looking to wrap up their divisions or battle for wild card spots in both the National League and the American League playoff races. Keep in mind of those uh, of the remain. There's only 47 games left. So 24 of the last 47 games, uh, you know, more than half are going to be against the teams that are all battling just like the Mets are. So something's going to give, something's going to give way. Do the Mets have enough? I mean, right now, Washington, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, St. Louis, and the Mets all within, you know, a game of each other now, which is what the Mets are of the wildcard spot. There's only two spots there. And also don't look now, but Philadelphia lost again last night to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now Arizona is uh, is there. So, you know, Dane and I were just talking about this National League, is, the wild card race is interesting from the standpoint of I, I think any one of these six or seven teams has an opportunity to be able to go on a winning streak. Doesn't have to be forever, by the way. You We've seen what a good eight to ten days will weeks, do for yeah. a team. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of mediocrity in the National League in this race. I do think that some of these teams are set up better to to be a little more competitive, let's say, in the playoff format. But you got to get there in order to be able to utilize whatever pitching advantages you might have. And quite honestly, over the next seven weeks, I think it's anybody's game still. I, I mean, I, the, the Mets, sure, why not? Listen, Milwaukee, yeah, why not? The Giants, yeah, Arizona, I don't think there's any one team that has separated themselves yet. I do think that there's going to be some regression from maybe, uh, you know, the Braves maybe come back down to earth a little bit. I I do think uh, some of these teams are due for one of those, you know, maybe they go four and six, three and seven kind of thing, giving other teams an opportunity. But, Dan, you look at this list, uh, to me, they all have a shot still. I I wouldn't bet against any of them just yet. I think it's going to come down to the final two weeks of the season and who then can put together the win 11 out of the last 12 or 10 out of the last 13, that kind of
4: thing there. I completely agree, Joe. We were talking over the break. The analogy I made is like how in the NHL in the playoffs you got the hot goaltender, right? And whoever's got the hot goaltender at the right time is going to make hay. You know, but and and the other thing you said, Joe, that I think is really important to note. Joe, all these teams are mediocre, okay? When you're talking about like the Phillies, the Brewers, you know, this whole part of the standings, those 5 teams, Let's take a step back and realize that what we're talking about is teams that are ranging from four games over 500 to, you know, the the Giants are three games under 500. It's mediocrity. That's why – Whoever goes eight and two on a random, you know, little stretch is gonna look like the hot team is gonna jump, but then they're gonna fall right back down. Could the Brewers go, you know, eight and two in the next two weeks? Sure. Could the Cardinals, who have lost five in a row, turn it around if they wind up playing the Pirates and the Marlins on the schedule next week? Sure. You know, so these teams are pretty much in a flat footed tie, and they've got forty-five games left. And in order you you need to, in essence, it's like a mini playoffs right away right now and you got to be mm-hmm. that team that has you know one of the best records that stays hot now in September but these teams are also going to play each other so by definition they're going to wind up still around 500 and you're right Joe I think it's pretty much anybody's guess personally I think the Nationals will get there because I think they are uh, the best team out of this group and I had them at the beginning of the season and you know You got to consider the Mets. But the question Mm -hmm. really is, is will that pitching hold up when they step up in class? But it is anybody's guess. And let's not forget, these teams are, in essence, all around 500.
2: And I will say this, too, and tell me if you think this is fair. Uh, Between the American League and National League, I think that the American League is heads and tails above the National League with these teams battling for playoff spots. When you look at the race in the American League, you get yeah. I would take Oakland, Tampa Bay, and Cleveland right now who are battling, and this is going to be a great weekend series between the Twins and uh, and Cleveland, by the way. But yeah. uh, even, listen, whoever it is at, and on Monday that's leading division, whatever the other team is, you give me Oakland, sure. Tampa, and either Minnesota or Cleveland. Second in the Central. These are yeah, a million miles, to me, I, I think way better than Uh, level of baseball, way better teams in the American league. I think the American league is going to be a hell of a lot harder to advance. And I know everyone wants to hand the trophy to Houston, but I would slow down the competition in the American league. I think far exceeds what we're talking about here in the national
4: league with these playoff contenders. Yeah, and the stats bear it out. The records bear it out, Joe. We just said these seven teams in the NL are all around 500, right? Three games over, two games Mm -hmm. under, whatever. Yeah, Tampa's 16 games over 500. (laughs) The A's are 15 games over 500. The Indians are uh, 22 games over 500. Okay, that's what we're talking about. So, yes – Yes, and that's why also, Joe, it's spread out a little bit more. That's why we're talking Mm -hmm. about these three teams and not seven teams, you know. Even the Red Sox, what we're talking about as like fading and almost toast, you know. They're four games over. You put them in the National League at a 517 winning percentage, that same winning percentage right now is tied for the wild card. You know, Mm -hmm. the same record as Philly and Milwaukee. So, yes, you know, I think the cream of the crop is in the American League. And even when you talk about, like, futures bets and stuff, right, all year the top three have been the Astros, the Yankees, and the Dodgers, right? And that's two American League teams and only one National League team. I think the cream of the crop is in the AL, but the NL has these kind of, you know, has this kind of uh, big conglomerate of teams that are – Average or slightly above average, and the good teams, you know, are are in the AL. And so, yeah, I do think it'll be a gauntlet for the Astros, regardless of their spin rates.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you've got uh, you got a lot of teams that can mash here. They got pretty decent pitching, good bullpens. It's uh, no walk in the park for any of these American League teams, even though they seem to be heads and tails above everyone else. And uh, the Yankees, the the Orioles are just, I, I never seen a team get owned like this uh, by one team. It's been a long, long time, man. But the Yankees beat up on them. And, and forget about the score, 14-2. to two, Forget about they've got, you know, guys you never heard of going yard again yesterday. I think mm-hmm. the big takeaway last night for the Yankees and Yankee fans and one of the, the biggest advantages the Yankees have is the ability to know they're going to go out there and score eight to ten runs, and they're going to give these starting pitchers of theirs the opportunity to work on some things without losing games. without They're going to have enough rope to be able to work it out. And I can tell you right now, the biggest takeaway last night is the way Paxton pitched again now. There we go. Weeks. That's two in a row. That is now, and I can tell you guys, he's not throwing fastballs anymore. He's throwing a lot more sliders, off-speed pitches. Whatever it is they have found, uh, it is working now. That's back-to-back for Paxton. It's back-to-back for J.A. Happ. Now, all of a sudden, that's such a luxury to be, we're going to get nine runs tonight. So you know what? We'll give him an extra inning or two to go out there and figure it out. And it seems to be working, Dane. It seems to be working. Yeah, figure it out now. Before October, yep. work out all the kicks. Yeah, yep. it's uh, maybe the best uh, coaching move in the world. Go out and score 12 runs. We'll give you all the time all right. in the world to figure it out. Well, run support you. is a beautiful thing. <laughs>
6: College kids still say that, right? No one says that, Dad. Really? Yeah. Visit
0: discoverstudentloans.com to apply today. Limitation supply. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to Madesailors.com. That's Madesailors.com. Game time decisions. Jacoby Brissett's going to play, but I don't think that much. Andrew Luck's already hurt, Ken. They can't afford to get Jacoby Brissett injured now. All right? He's one of the better backups, if not the best best backup yep. in the NFL, in my opinion. And they know this. They can't afford to get Jacoby Brissett injured. The, the other quarterback's going to play most of the time is that Philip Walker kid. Watch live weekdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, on the FNTSY YouTube channel.
2: Oh, thank you. Guys, so the 2019 and 2020, can't believe I'm saying that, NFL season is uh, is upon us, guys. And we've got a slate of games tonight. And with that slate of games, you can also become the eighth person to win a million dollars in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament simply by setting up your lineup using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. Or you can just be one of the countless number of people who have already won thousands of dollars playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. So here's the bottom line. If you're playing daily fantasy sports and you're not utilizing dailyroto.com, can we stop doing that right now? Let's let's get into the right habits here, people. Head on over, check out the tools for the NFL, the MLB, M uh, PGA, NBA, NHL, and sports wagering. And you can get access to them all with the Daily Roto Elite package. The promo code is ACTION for a 10% discount. Get the lineup alerts, the projected ownership percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections, and of course, use of the same Daily Roto lineup optimizers that have produced millions in DFS winnings. It's the dailyroto.com. It is promo code action. It is there. It is waiting because dailyroto.com, it is where millionaires are made. And we welcome you in here on this Thursday preseason NFL is uh, is upon us here finally uh, tonight we get uh, our first glimpse at a whole lot of our favorite NFL teams, new coaches, new uh, new players, new quarterbacks, new everything happening here tonight. We finally get a peak, although I wouldn't necessarily expect a very long peak here at, uh, at at least the number ones on the depth chart. But you are going to have an opportunity to check out what some of these uh, teams in 2019 uh, will look like. And before we start diving into some of the Uh, Some of the games here tonight, uh, of course, Jets, Giants, uh, right in your neck of the woods there. Uh, We have learned a little bit, uh, a little something here about some of the lines and some of the line movement, I think, which will make sense to us. But I did just want to talk about the Kevin Durant interview quickly of yesterday that he did with Chris Haynes from Yahoo Sports. And I find it fascinating because we hadn't heard a peep from Kevin Durant since the injury. I mean, not a zip, zilch. We heard, uh, you know, go to my Instagram page. I'm going to tell you where I'm playing. Uh, but outside of that, we, we've we heard Twitter more than we've heard Kevin Durant. Like, we, right. I've had more people on Twitter, Dane, try to tell us what was going on in Kevin Durant's mind and why he was doing this and why he was doing that. It's uh, right. nauseating. And the reality was... Uh, We never heard anything from Kevin Durant. So if you don't tell us, Twitter is going to speculate. And that's what we did. Well, Chris Haynes, pretty interesting read here in this interview, asked all the right questions. And I don't find Kevin Durant to be a guy that needs to BS people about what has happened in the past. He's a guy I think that we will both agree is pretty straightforward. He'll tell you exactly what he thinks, whether you want to hear it or you don't. And he was asked about, Blaming the Warriors. Like, do you blame the Warriors for your injury? Because how many people, uh, you know, Kendrick Perkins and, you know, sure. all these other blowhards, told Secondary us that,
4: sources, not the oh, primary source. Durant, Secondary sources. Secondary sources think, think it's a bad idea. Oh, right.
2: yeah. No, I generally want to be hates them. It's all, it's a, all right. Listen. Let's get it from he the horse. He turns horse's around mouth. and says, and, and I quote, hell no. He said, absolutely not. He said, how can you blame the Warriors? He said, "I." He says, "I'm hearing that the Warriors pressured me into getting back." He says nobody's pressured me. No, nobody said a word to me during rehab. He said I was the one, along with the director of sports medicine and performance. We were the only two working out all day. Like we, it was only him and I, so nobody knew what was going on. And he said I was the one that targeted Game Five all along. Wasn't the team? I told them. He said. I'm coming back game five. I don't care what the series is. I want to play in the finals. I am coming back game five. He said, nobody is responsible. Nobody pushed me, forced me. He says, I didn't even talk to them. He said, I was doing my own thing with the doctors. Nobody, I didn't even have a conversation with them. Nobody forced me to do anything. He said, it didn't make a difference where the series was. I was always aiming for game five. I wanted to play. It had absolutely nothing to do with the Golden State Warriors. So something we had said, very few people, you know, of course, wanted to go with that narrative because that's not nearly as juicy or clickable, Sexy. Dane, yeah. but, it, but it makes all the sense in the world. You've got a $200 million player. He's not going to be told by the team or pressured to be able to do anything. Durant wanted to play. Durant had the final decision. And oh, Yeah. Durant made the decision to play. That's on him. It's not on anybody else. And if he's not looking to point blame, I just think this should be another one of these cautionary tales, guys. Every year when we get to this, take what you hear outside of from the player's direct mouth. Don't believe what these blowhards on these networks who want us all to believe like they're wired in somehow. Unless I hear it from Kevin Durant, I'm not buying anything anybody tells me about Kevin Durant there, Dane.
4: Yeah, it makes sense. And also, you know, and I don't mean to put myself in everybody's mind, but like, it's also the athlete DNA, Joe. You know what Mm. I mean? Like, remember back in like, oh, I don't know, February, when the big conversation was how like Zion Williamson should just sit out the rest of the year. You know, and we were like, nah, you and I, though, we like, nah, Zion has the right to do whatever he wants to do. And then if you actually ask Zion, he's like, nah, I'm trying to play with my brothers. Like, this is what I'm here for. I play ball. You know, it's the same kind of thing. And, and it's for us to kind of externally subscribe what their motivation should be or what mm. they should be caring about or thinking. Same with, like, Manny Machado signing a $300 million deal. We're trying to tell other people what they should be thinking or how they yes. should feel. And that's crazy, okay? Like, the man wanted to play. I get it. He was on the precipice of winning a championship and could have been the linchpin. Of course he did. You know, so I completely buy that. Um, The idea that he doesn't have animosity for Golden State, I think that's absolutely – Good that he gets that out there and all that stuff because you mentioned, like, the Kendrick Perkins and stuff like that. Here's the oh. one other thing, though, that I, that I, I want to throw in the mix. Another primary source, though, Joe, mm-hmm. from that team. Remember Andre Nguodala's book, you know, and yeah. he came out also. And this is not, you know, like you called it a network blowhard. This is one right. of his teammates that was inside that bubble also. And Nguodala... Said, you know, mostly as it related to him, right, that, yes, he did get pressure. You know, yes, he has had that pressure. When we talk about, um, Joe, the Trent Williams for the Washington football team, right, He he legitimately has that mistrust of the medical staff, and that's coming from him. Okay. So in the Kevin Durant situation, I think it is important to note that no, there weren't external uh, forces pushing him or pressuring him. He made his own decision. He rolled the dice and it came up snake eyes. Sometimes that happens. Guess what? It happened for Earl Thomas last year also. Right. Right. But, you know, to think that. This never happens, I think would be naive because we do see examples when the players themselves do feel that pressure. But Kevin Durant was a grown-ass man, and he made his own decision.
2: Yeah, and uh, as far as Igadala goes, uh, listen, I love Iggy, but you are not Kevin Durant, my friend. You yeah. are You are not even in the same ballpark. as. Uh, you're not even in the same yeah. zip code as Kevin Durant. So the pressure he might have felt, and again— consider the source. I got to sell books. I understand. You knew yeah. he was being traded. I get it. But a lot of people made that leap of saying, well, if if could happened happen to a it's going to happen to Dur- no, like absolutely not. That's two different worlds. What sure. they might have done with Andre Godala has absolutely no bearing on what they would do with Kevin Durant. Because like you said, he's a grown ass man. He's a $200 million player. Uh, yeah, no, he's going to they're going to do what he wants, not the other way around. There was also another interesting thing he said regarding remember how much conversation came out about him and Draymond Green not getting along. Right. Right. Fight. Right. And I loved his response here. Typical Kevin Durant. He said, you know what? I am tired of talking about this. S H I fill in the blank. Yeah. He says, look, we're grown men. All right, he says, we understand what this is. We're playing basketball for a living. He said, this is a business. This has got nothing to do with personal or anything else. He says, what we what we would say to each other was, spur of the moment, in one ear, out the other. We understand what's at stake here. He said, nobody in there. Draymond and I are good to go. We're always going to be good to go. And again, it's a good reminder that it's amazing to me how the media will run with a story and just yeah. and create these these narratives for us, the fans. And we we suck it up. It's like the ultimate soap opera. Of course we do. Like we, we don't even demand truthfulness. We just want to be, you know, give us anything that might seems controversial. But the reality is like whatever beef they had was gone 10 seconds later. And Durant's like, make no mistake about it, guys. We, we know what the score is like. We know what's going on here.
4: Yeah, and I mean, you know, again, for us externally to to put meaning on something we see is right. ridiculous. You know, Joe, last year uh, during football season, there was a thing like on our network where uh, one of the guys on our network was talking smack back and forth to different shows. And I literally had people in the chat room being like, uh-oh, Dane and it was Corey Parsons. Like, Dane and Corey Parsons, that's a beef. Uh-oh, mm-hmm. uh-oh. And I was like, guys— what are you talking about? Like we're on air. Like Joe, if we fight about the over/under on the Baltimore Ravens, that doesn't right. mean anything about our actual relationship. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and if you see people yelling at each other during a twenty-second timeout, that doesn't right. mean they hate each other. You know, it's yep. the heat of the moment. Like, and so to think that that means something, you know, mm-hmm. just me, like. What, give give people more credit for, like, you know, professionalism and understanding yeah. what this is. And, and, you know, I think so you're true. right, Joe, because people want the, the clicks. People want yes. the drama. Remember, Beheim kills a man on I-81, you know, that's sort of true. Stuff.
2: Not true. Not true. We don't want true. And maybe this is a bigger systemic problem in this society, oh, right. especially with sports I mean, fans. Yeah. Is We don't want the tr- We don't care about the truth. The truth is secondary. Yeah. We want to be entertained, Damien.
4: This Which is a is bigger. Right? This is a bigger trend in our society. I'll leave yeah. it at and that. I don't want to go, go down so that. And here we go to the mother pinnacle. of all.
2: Right, the NFL getting ready to start tonight, and I think this is a good reminder by Kevin Durant. Guys, take a step back sometimes before the sky is yeah. falling every two minutes. Talk about.
0: Go window. Aaron Rodgers is mature enough to know that it went south with Mike McCarthy. He has to work hard to make sure it doesn't go south with Matt LaFleur. I hope uh, for Green Bay Packers fans' sake that uh, he understands that they, they got to be on the same page in order for this team to be successful. So it should be interesting to watch the dynamic between Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers this season. Watch live weekdays 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern on the FNTSY YouTube channel.
3: are you single
0: everyone single is looking for the best date possible well i found one website that can find you the best date and it's called the 100.com just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date remember you can find the best date of your life at the 100.com that's the best date 100.com one more time
3: the best
0: date 100.com
5: Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400.
3: This product really works. I'm an old guy and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk
5: 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys,
0: if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400. The safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or Call 888-400-0435,
5: 888-400-0435, andro400.com.
4: Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a fan or DraftKings Tournament, or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today.
2: So some news out of uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, not great news, by the way, for Nationals fans. Uh, Max Scherzer is, in fact, expected to miss yet another start for the Nationals. And it is now being reported that he couldn't be uh, a few more before we see him again. It's been, this, it's been this back injury that he's had. And he's already spent, this is now his second time on the uh, IL. He was scheduled to uh, to come off. They were hoping that he would maybe pitch tomorrow against the Mets. And it doesn't look like that's happening. It looks now that, uh, that Davey Martinez, the, uh, the manager there is saying, uh, we're going to have to, we're going to have to reevaluate here. He's going to miss at least this start and possibly more. So he did return to the IL July 25th uh, returned from it rather to pitch five innings uh, on July 25th against the Rockies. And then It flared up again. He went right back on it on July 29th, retroactive to the 26th. But uh, listen, they're going to need Scherzer just turned 35, guys. He's not 28 years old. He's not 29. You know, remember this. Sure, Uh, He's been one of the most durable pitchers, but he's got a lot of wear and tear, a lot of, you know, a lot of tread off of those tires there. They are going to need Scherzer to guarantee them that spot there as the top wild card situation. Uh, it's not great news, but if they can get him back over the next couple of weeks, healthy enough and manage him correctly at really at this point, I I don't need him to pitch on a Wednesday night. You know what I mean? Dane, I, to me, whatever you got to do to get Scherzer ready for the last couple of weeks of the season and then into the playoffs, you do that. Don't be rushing him back just to rush him back.
4: I completely agree, Joe. Take a month if you need it, Max. Right. It's all good. Right. You know what I need you for? I need if I'm the Nationals, all I care about is that you feel good and can make what two starts, three starts in the end of the regular season, so you feel like you're in flow uh, for what could be, for the Nationals, a one-game playoff where I am putting you, Max, on the mound and saying, go pitch nine for me, (laughs) you know? So that's all I need if I'm the Nationals. I need you, Max, to be ready to start on whatever it is, October 3rd and ready to go nine innings because I can't trust that damn bullpen. I remember, Joe, the one start he (laughs) came back for on July 25th against the Rock. You know why? Because it was part of my 14 parlay, and I hit the other three legs, and Max Scherzer was good. And then yep. if you remember, this was the day they brought in Fernando Rodney in yep. the ninth. Um, and then and the Rockies got to him. So, yep. Max, I just need you to be ready to go nine on October, or whatever it is, second or third, and that's all yes. I care about. Joe, similarly, real quick, Yankees are in Toronto this weekend, Joe. Severino. And Batances are throwing bullpen sessions this weekend for the Yankees up in Toronto. And the same logic holds. Hey, Severino, just get back for a few starts by mid-September. Let's go.
2: I love it. Love it. Well, and again, if you have finally figured out something for Paxton, which, uh, again, back-to-back quality starts. Yeah. Hap all of a sudden has a kid now. He seems to have figured something out. You can get Tanaka right and it's obvious right. he's been working on some things. Man, yep. Severino so may you know everyone take a deep breath. I know we we wanted to fire Cashman, Yankee fans, but hold off. There's still plenty of baseball. We to get go. Severino,
4: Paxton yep. and Tanaka in good form. Yes. With the rest of this squad, I'll go to war with it. Let's go. Amen. I agree with you
2: 100%. But it does bear watching what happens here with the Nationals moving forward and good, what they sure. do with uh, with Scherzer. All right, tonight we've got NFL preseason week one. Listen, uh, we have told you guys, we've been telling you now ever since the uh, the lead-up to the Hall of Fame game, uh, this is not rumor, this is not, uh, you know, somebody told me this is fact. Professional gamblers love the preseason in the NFL because they bet on it uh, because they can get themselves some edges, edges that don't exist. In, uh, in the regular season because, let's be honest, guys, everybody bets the NFL during the season. The edges are gone. There are no more. There is. It's so sharp in the NFL these days that it really, it's so hard to make a lot of money. It's so hard. I mean, we all go, wow, 60%. Guys, if you, can, you hit 60%, even the best of the best aren't coming close to 60% <laughs> in the
4: NFL. The numbers. If you're coming 60%, percent, I oh, I will please. like I'll fund you for the super contest in Vegas. Let's yeah, go. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> and and let me know how that works out because usually it's a guy who works behind the counter at a Starbucks and just is throwing names out and uh sure. and guessing. That usually ends yeah. up winning. So the point of that though is that there is a reason and there is some truth behind it. Is yes, the public doesn't bet it, but the sharps do, which means. They have information and access to information. We all have it. A little bit of Mm -hmm. legwork, a little bit of knowledge, and all of a sudden you can make smart, educated decisions that you'll have an edge when you go ahead and dive into these games tonight. And listen, we know, for instance, Dane and I talked about yesterday, one of the lines that we were having a hard time understanding is why in the world would we have a four and a half, even five, Point line in a preseason game and then when we looked at it especially when your quarterback's not going to be playing and of course that quarterback being uh lamar jackson lamar. well the the baltimore ravens and and i i don't think it's that hard to when you look at it from the x's and o's standpoint you got to be going wow you know lamar the, you know the guy trace who is it mcsorley going to be running the offense trace doesn't- mcsorley Doesn't look anything like Lamar Jackson or play anywhere like him. Because the truth is, is everybody seems to know by now that John Harbaugh is the best long term preseason coach in the history of the game. He's 30 and 15 against the number, he's 18 and 3 against the number in the preseason since 2014. So when the books opened up with the Ravens between minus three and minus three and a half, um, taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Guess what? Uh, you did get a ton of money that came in there. They they still laid the inflated line. It jacked it up until minus five. Not because, again, X's and O's. Simply because of in the preseason, you can tell what they weigh is more valuable than anything else. Right. And having a guy like Harbaugh with that kind of record in a extended period of time, that kind of sample size, What the betters, what the pros are telling you is that John Harbaugh wants to win at all. He doesn't care. It's preseason. He wants a culture of winning, get used to winning. And the numbers have bared out. History bears out. So I think the reason when that opened up minus three, minus three and a half, the reason it got pushed to five was simply because the books. Got all that one-sided action, man. It was all coming in on Baltimore at that particular point. So they really didn't have a choice but to come in and push that line up, hoping to be able to attract some people to go the other way. But, I mean, listen, it it could continue that way, man. I mean, I'm fading hardball tonight because I think it's ridiculous to lay that kind of number. I understand it, though, which I think is half the battle here, Dane, of being a good handicapper is – Don't just look at it and go, well, that's strange. Understand why it's doing it and then try to figure out whether or not there's an edge you feel comfortable with once you understand it. I understand what's going on. I don't agree with it, but I understand it at least.
4: That sounds sounds fine. You know, there's a great uh, old Chris Rock bit, Joe, when he's talking about like O.J. Simpson and Nicole and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, now I'm not saying I would have killed her but i understand you know and this exactly, is the issue correct yep you know like i yep. like i like what we talk about here on on make it rain with all our degenerate friends because we give you the dat the data the stats the trends right but joe we also provide kind of like the narrative right mm-hmm. and for me it's i make the bet when the data and the narrative sync up right when i can make sense and the data makes sense to me right um so I hear you, and it does make sense to me to bet the coaches because the coaches set that tone, and they're going to either try or not try. We talk about John Gruden, the Raiders, and like those coaches' records, whereas some of the more veteran coaches, we talked about maybe even Dan Quinn in Atlanta. Don't give a damn if they win or lose, right? So that makes sense to me. Here's the other thing. I honestly went to the Jacksonville Jaguars depth chart, Joe. And, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, Blake Bortles is not there. They signed Nick Foles. Got it. But every starting quarterback is going to play, what, a series or two, if that. So Mm -hmm. this week is really about who's that second and third string quarterback. You know what I mean? Because those are the guys that are going to get snaps. Those are the guys that are going to get volume. Those are the guys that are good, like, DFS fan duel plays, right? Joe. I I just brought up the Jacksonville depth chart. And, you know, some teams, Joe, are names you know, right? Like veterans, right? Like the Matt Schaubes, the the Chase Daniels, that sort of guys. Guys that are Ryan Tannehill's. Guys that are just, you know, kind of past their prime or couldn't cut it as a starter. Joe, the Jacksonville uh, quarterback room behind Nick Foles, are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. Garden Minshew, who was a six-round draft pick from Mississippi State this year. Uh, Tanner Lee. Who was a sixth round draft pick last year uh, mm-hmm. from Nebraska, and you know their fourth string quarterback yeah. <laughs> Joe is a guy is a guy named Alex Magaw, who I have no mm-hmm. idea who this guy is, right? So these are also the quarterbacks that are going to be getting series tonight against Baltimore. Right. You know yep. what I mean? So. I hear you. That's why, though, my, my lean, Joe, is not about sides here. I'm betting that trend that you say I think is like 60 68%, and that's the under in these mm-hmm. first week of games because defense is ahead of offense. These are the kinds of people we will be seeing. I pointed out the Indianapolis-Buffalo game as well. And, uh, you know, there's no urgency to, like, win the game. They're going to run the clock out in the fourth um, with Scrubs, fourth-string offensive linemen. Um, so, I like the under on these games as opposed to any sides. But sure, I think the coaches' records and motivation is a big is a big factor in trend here.
2: Yeah, I uh, I am not a big uh, believer in preseason football being anywhere near a five-point. Uh, and I do think it could probably even be steamed higher than that before kickoff. So uh, because the more people hear about this, the more Harbaugh's numbers go out there, you're going to start to get a lit whatever public money is going to come in is going to oh, come in thing. on Baltimore. Yep. Because Harbaugh doesn't lose, um, right. yeah, no, that's that's not uh, that's not something I that would. Still uh, I Trace would...
4: McSorley has to win the game
0: today.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I'll I'll go the other way and 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 take my chances uh, if you're going to give me that many points in a preseason game. Uh, one of the other oddities that was on the schedule here tonight that you don't often see in preseason football is a road team being favored in the preseason, hmm. but. The Colts have been bet from a pick'em to now a two and a half point, maybe even three point favorite in some books over the Buffalo Bills. And again, you got to go, well, why the hell is that? Why would it have opened it one way and gone the other way? Well, two things are happening here. Number one, the Buffalo Bills have no depth at offensive line and all of their offensive linemen are hurt. It's been a big thing talked about at Buffalo camp all week long. They've got guys they are pulling off the scrap heap uh, to pr- try and field enough people here in the game tonight. So they had there's some big questions surrounding the offensive line. Uh, not j- forget the starters. We're talking about guys who can play the second, third and fourth quarter here. They got some problems there. Oh, and their coach, Frank Wright, four and zero last year against the number in preseason football. Yeah, so you started to see a lot of, well, they got no offensive line and and Frank likes to win preseason games. Watch that line go from a pick'em to now all of a sudden they're two and a half, three-point favorites. Do you agree with it? Well, we'll talk about that coming up next here. We make it rain. Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
4: Message and data rates may apply.
5: Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out,
1: to hire. Post your job at indeed.com slash hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits.
4: Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call one 800 gambler 21 and over new jersey only eligibility restrictions apply see website for details
3: Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your
0: athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs.
2: Ah, oh, we've got some NFL preseason football tonight. Finally, it is here, and we will have games now for the next four and a half months, guys. It is NFL, NFL every week. We're going to have games, yeah, college starts in a couple of weeks. lot of fun here, and even more importantly, we have the opportunity to wager on NFL games beginning uh, tonight, and Dane and I have been telling you here on Make It Rain, on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, handicapping the NFL preseason is a totally different animal than the regular season. In short, it basically means that you got to identify what teams and franchises over the years care more about winning than others, and that's really where the line in the sand is drawn. Uh, drawn because some teams, some franchises, are a they want to establish a winning culture, a winning attitude. You'll see sometimes new coaches uh, really emphasize that when they come in there. Others want to avoid injuries at all costs, they don't care. They'd rather do away with the preseason altogether. Knowing the motivation of teams and the coach is probably the single most critical uh, thing that you can do in order to be able to have success betting it. So we just told you, of course, about the Indianapolis Colts and the uh, and the Jaguars going at it here tonight in this game. Hey, yeah. Uh, Colts-Bills, rather. I'm sorry. Colts-Bills, where it opened up pretty much. Bills are at home. They were a minus one. It was a pick 'em situation. But over the week, it has been bet completely the other way. Now the Colts, as a road team, find themselves as a two-and-a-half and, and three-point favorite uh, in Bills Mafia land over there in uh, right. Orchard Park. So. When you look at it, you're going, all right, what's going on here? Well, you got two things at play. Number one, the Buffalo Bills offensive line, all hurt starters, secondary guys. They really, they've got some issues on the offensive line right now. The other thing is the coach we told you about, it, Frank Wright. He was 4-0 against the number last year. Talk about a winning culture. He wants guys to win. He's one of these guys that says, we are going to win. Winning is contagious. Well, now at three points... Um, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm still taking Buffalo at home. Give me the three points, Dane. I'm taking it all day long. I don't care what he wants to do. Give me the three
4: points at home for Buffalo, man. Yeah, I hear you. And look at the quarterback room, too. It's going to be Philip Walker, an undrafted oh, oh. free agent out of Temple for three quarters. Oh. Exactly. Bill, they can't risk for set.